when we have challenges, they're just to test us, to see if we're ready to take the next steps. They are not there to stop us. They're never there to stop us. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 11 of Mind Blowing Decisions. My goodness, this year is racing past and it's just got so much ahead of us that I think we really do need to make sure that we're in a great place to really make the most of it. How are you feeling about that? So yes, my podcast is all about boosting our mental health but we have to have something to look forward to. My goodness, over the years, I've realised how important this is. So for today, I thought I would make this big confession. I thought I would share with you things that have definitely held me back in the past. In fact, majority of my life, really. And as I was writing this, it just seems so crazy. Wait till I tell you what they are. You just think they're mind blowing, but you might be able to relate to some of them. So four things I've made a note of. First thing is my accent. The next one is my teeth. I know it gets even more bizarre. Third thing is my handwriting. And the fourth area is qualifications. Okay, so put your seatbelts on for some craziness now and I'll go through each of those. So my accent. I was born um, in Camberwell, actually, in London, and then we moved to the Edmund and Castle. So I've got a real London accent. But what happened was, as I started to progress in my career and I went into different jobs, I realised that very few people spoke like me because we'd moved to Borehamwood in Hertfordshire and not everybody had a London accent. And the people I was working with as I got older, they didn't have a London accent. So being the person that I am, and you might be able to relate to this, I thought I had to change. They didn't have to change. I had to change. So I started to think about how I was speaking. Now, I always made a joke that I could only keep going with a posh voice for 20 minutes. So it was really short short conversations. It just sounds crazy. I can't believe I'm actually saying this out loud. But I did that for the whole of my career. I just had this hang up about my accent. And I know that there were certain words that used to just really throw me so or expose me for having a London accent. One of them is house, because I used to say house and round. That was another one as well. So I would be having a conversation and then those blooming words would come up somewhere. And I thought, oh no, I've just let myself down now. So then I spent my life trying to avoid certain words. This whole thing gets crazier and crazier. The next bit was about my teeth. And uh, when I was younger, I had uh, problems with my temporomandibular joint, which is pretty much your jaw, actually. And uh, I just kept getting inflamed and they still do now. But the dentist at the time, who clearly wasn't very educated, just kept taking lots of teeth out. And I do have teeth, thankfully. They're not all my own and um, and they're not they don't look the way I would like them to look. So I just had really was really conscious about smiling So that's my teeth. So obviously I do Facebook Lives and what have you now. So I started to get really conscious of that. My handwriting. Oh, I wish I had really nice handwriting. But over the years, I've definitely discovered that I can still get things done. And thank goodness for the computer, because that doesn't get exposed quite so much. And qualifications. When I I remember having doing an exam and getting really, really nervous. And then 
I think I either didn't do well in it or I just, well, I probably just didn't do well in it. So my parents used to say, oh, our Susan can't do exams. And guess what? I believed them. So every time there was anything to do with the exams, I just believed that I couldn't do them. So let me take you back over those and I'll tell you, I'll share with you what I've done to change all of that. So the accent thing, honestly, that stuck with me until the day I retired from my day job in the prison service. And then I realised, and it was over a period of time, that you know what, I could just be myself. And I would say this has been the biggest breakthrough for me with regards to keeping my mental health positive for the majority of the time. Obviously, we can't do that all the time, but for the majority of the time. So learning to be myself and be comfortable with me has been a big breakthrough. And speaking as me has been the biggest breakthrough because I realised that actually people weren't worried how I spoke. They were more worried about what I said. So watching what I said and making sure that, you know, there was some kindness there and coming from a place of love, that was far more important than the way I said it. And of course, we all have different accents, you know, depending on the part of the country we come from, depending on what country we come from. Sometimes we can have a mix of accents. So I am so much more comfortable with this and it's liberating. That is the only word I can use. It's liberating, my friends. Just speak as you are and make sure that the words you are saying are far more important than how you're saying them. And I know that you'll say them with kindness, but how crazy is that? That was a really big one. So my teeth, my teeth are my teeth. It's exactly the way it's going to be. So I've had some help with them and uh, and I'm going to carry on doing that. But I just keep thinking, am I really going to not build my business because I'm worried about how I look and nobody's ever mentioned them ever and it's just me it's my perception of what other people were thinking and the majority of people wouldn't have even noticed you will notice now because I've told you (laughs) but nobody really noticed and I'm sure that people are not thinking about that when they're listening to something that I'm saying so that was a crazy one handwriting I really wish I had lovely handwriting, but you know what? I haven't. Sometimes when I get my new stationery book, my daughter and I, we love a new stationery book, I would always use my best handwriting on the first page (laughs) and then I can't keep it up. And then it might, I think it's because my mind races ahead and I'm so full of ideas that my handwriting can't keep up with it. Anyway, whatever the reason is, my handwriting is not beautiful. It's legible despite what my husband says, uh, is legible. Um, And and the only time I really use it now is for birthday cards and little cards that I send to people. And I've mentioned this before. Nobody has ever come back and said, well, that was really nice, but your handwriting is not very good. Everybody stops that. That was a really nice thing to do, Susan. I mean, birthday cards are kind of expected, aren't they? And anniversary cards but you know when you send somebody a little card for no reason just to say well done for what you're doing or I was thinking of you and I just wanted to send you this little message oh that's a really lovely thing to do it's a lovely thing to receive as well and nobody has ever said um, you might not want to do that again because of your handwriting no they've all said thank you so much that was a really kind thing to do and I've always felt really good about sending the card 
Um, I still have those hesitations about what pen I'm going to use and does this make my handwriting look better? But that's something that I'll, I'll just carry on with. But I do not want it to stop me from sending a nice card from somebody with a with a really nice message in it. That's handwriting. And then the last thing is qualifications. So I mentioned about the exam thing. Um, if I'm honest, I hope my grandchildren are not listening to this. I hated school. Oh my God, I hated school. So I didn't get bullied, but I never felt like I really fitted in at school. And uh, I just, it wasn't my best place of learning. When I think about it now, I love learning now, but school was not the best learning place for me, not the best learning environment. And I think um, it, it was that peer pressure, etc. It was all, and in those days, it was all very, very different. And I remember going to my school at the Elephant and Castle before we moved to Boreham Wood. So I got into this grammar school called St Saviour's and St Olaves, which was very posh for the Elephant and Castle. It was down the Old Kent Road. And I got in the school and I remember before I started, they said, if you don't pass the exams at the end of the year, you stay down a year. Well, that was it. My mind was blown. I was decided that I was not going to pass the exams because, of course, I can't do exams. That's what I believed. And so I spent the whole of that year before we actually physically moved, just traumatised and hating school and the fear of being found out because when exam time came, I wouldn't be able to move with my peers. As it happens, thankfully, we moved house before the exams came. But when it came to do qualifications and um, GCSEs, what did they? They weren't GCSEs then, but we used to do CSEs and O-levels. And when it came time to do that, I had absolutely no confidence. So I scraped through, I got some exams, nothing that you would be waving a flag about, but I, I did show that I turned up every day and I took the exams. And, uh, and then I went on to work. So I didn't go to college, didn't go to university. And it's always kind of played on my mind. And interestingly, there's been jobs that I've gone for and they are looking for degree level. And I've been able to do the job. I've actually got all of the experience, all of the knowledge, but they couldn't take me because I didn't have a degree. So that kind of hung over me. And uh, I had a, I've got a really great tip to share with you now. So just recently, very recently, I've just updated my LinkedIn profile. If you go on to see me on LinkedIn, you'll see what I mean. And I was watching this tutorial on YouTube and this guy said, it's really good if you can break down the different roles that you've done as in different jobs as such. So you can work for one company, but if you've done different roles in there, do them as different entries. So I thought, well, that's good. That makes it look more. So as I've mentioned before, I had a career, 25 year career in offender services. So I was at Broadmoor Hospital for 11 years and in the prisons for 14 years. So that before I had that as two entries, but within that time I have done different roles. And within those different roles, I've had different experience. So I thought oh, I'll do this. Now, it took me a little while to do. Oh, my goodness, what an experience this was. What a great exercise. So I wrote it out first and then I just copied and pasted it into LinkedIn. And I was literally bullet pointing it. So it's not creative. It's just bullet points, really. Honestly, I looked at that and I blew my own mind I thought, my goodness, Susan Myers, you have actually done a lot of things. You have an incredible amount of experience. 
all of it is very honest. I can I can remember the episodes that I've described or the, the times that I was involved with those. And it really made me think about the need for qualifications. Now, if you're young and you're listening to this, please get qualifications. It does make life easier. But if you haven't got qualifications, honestly, it doesn't matter. It's about your life experience. Because I always used to say whenever there was a serious incident, I knew that I could hold the fort until the academics arrived. (laughs) That always made me laugh. But that's how it was. You know, if you wanted somebody on your team that was going to deal with a situation in a calm, practical, caring way, that was me. I was that person and I still am that person. If you want somebody that's got a qualification in it um, and no experience, well, you might not find that they're the right people. However, I looked at this list and I just swooshed away the fact that I didn't get a certain amount of O-levels and I didn't go to college and I didn't go to university. So if that's you, please do that exercise. Please break down the roles that you have done. And they do not have to be high level. This is not what this is about. You know, you can have worked in retail. You could have done everything you needed to do to support your family. But just look at what you did when you was in those roles. I remember when our children were young and Lester, my husband, was working in the building business. We had our building business then. And uh, the only days I could work was Saturdays and Sundays because obviously he was working and I was looking after the children. And um, and I used to work in this really expensive girls' school in Ascot, and I was a dinner lady. So I used to work there, and oh my goodness, I was the best dinner lady. And then I recruited my best friend, and the pair of us, oh, we were awesome. I tell you, whatever needed doing, that dining room was sparkling clean. The girls got fed. We did give them a bit more food than we're supposed to, admittedly. We were pleasant to everybody. We would get all the dishes sorted if there was a function. We were the first ones to be chosen. Before you left, you had to mop the floor. Those floors used to gleam. And what I'm saying is it doesn't matter what you did. You did it really well. And just list that down and just feel that sense of pride of what you did and how well you did it. So that's qualifications for me. Not an issue, my friend, anymore. Um, When I looked at that LinkedIn profile, now I was thinking, I can hold my head up high and feel really proud of myself. And again, you can imagine how I was feeling when I looked at it, because before I was thinking, oh, no qualifications, mental health slipping a bit there. How do I feel about myself? And then I looked at what I'd actually done and I had a huge boost. Wow. I really have got in amongst it and I have done those jobs and I can demonstrate that I've done those. So I was feeling really proud of myself. So they were the things that were holding me back, but not anymore. (laughs) And they are so ridiculous when you read them out. The other part of my week was I did a keynote speech for a group of businesswomen. And uh, I was loving this. It was actually some friends of mine as well that run this, uh, this group and um, I brought all of these businesswomen together. So I had prepared my keynote speech and I had different sections in it. The main topic was about the fact that I was a whistleblower uh, during my career and uh, how difficult that was. And I just 
you know, talk through the, the situation and the impact that it had on me and my mental health because it's not a good situation to be in. But sometimes when you witness behaviours or you witness some documents that are not right, you've got two choices really. You can either ignore it, in which case you are part of the problem and you're condoning the situation or you can stand up for what's right. And I was very much on my own. As it happens, there was two other women that jumped in and stood with me, but there was a lot of people that didn't. Um, And we were actually protecting other people, which was interesting, but they were too scared. And I understand why, you know, that it's not for everybody, but we did the right thing and we protected others. But as a consequence of that, we were isolated. We were threatened. It was not a good situation. And obviously it had an impact on my family because my family was so worried about me that they were worrying themselves. So you look back then, the children were young and it was mainly Lester that you know felt this. But I wasn't myself, so the children knew that things were going on. So it was a really stressful time and uh, it impacted our family as well as my work life. So that was a difficult time. So I spoke about that. And, uh, and the other thing I was talking about was that years ago, I had heard from somebody at a conference that whenever you're going for a big goal or you're going for a promotion, as soon as you declare that, then you will get all these challenges coming your way. But what we need to remember is that the challenges are there to test if we're ready to go to the next level or to lead at the next level or ready for that promotion. They are not there to stop us. And I remembered that. I thought, what a great way of looking at this. And I can see why this makes sense. So my story that I shared for my keynote was that in September 19, my team and I decided that we were going to promote our business to the next level. Now, it was a really, really big promotion. And like most things, we probably weren't ready for it. However, we'd done loads and loads of work, but it wasn't going to be easy. So I had thankfully heard what this chap had said at the conference and remembered that the challenges will start to come my way, but just to test that we were ready for the next level. And we believed that we were. So I'm just going to give you a bit of an idea of what happened in one month. This was the month that we decided that we were going to um, expand our business to the next level. September 19, it started off at the beginning of the month. It was my birthday and I was 61. So whilst I use great skincare, I was still 61 with all the uh, the energy level that comes with 61. So we had some celebration there. That was great. And then straight afterwards, we had a big conference. So it was great. We really enjoyed it. But I pretty much it took me out of the business for about three days and the team out of the business for three days. So we could easily have said, well, we'll do it next month then. We came back from there and our daughter Carly was about to have her first baby, but the house wasn't ready. So Lester was around there a lot of the time. Um, getting the house ready, obviously was keeping an eye on Carly. So all of that excitement going on. But we we carried on. Thankfully, the house was ready in time. Um, and Carly's partner, Kurt, that was the month he, he opened his first salon. Again, that wasn't quite ready. So everybody was pitching in and, and helping there and getting ready for the opening ceremony and what have you. So that happened. Again, you know, a distraction, but... We, we we carried on and then baby Frankie was born which was lovely so you can imagine being grandparents we were over the moon and uh, we were 
obviously backwards and forwards and seeing Carly. And so easily we could have said, that's it, not this month, it's not meant to be. But I kept remembering, this is a test, will you keep going? And then sadly, within the team, completely unrelated, we had two attempted suicides of two of our team members. They didn't even know each other. Nothing to do with the business, nothing to do with work, um, but personal things that were going on in their life. Um, I mean, that was just awful. And thankfully, I worked with some amazing leaders and we all made sure that they were okay, that they got the support that they needed. And we, we carried on. And then the very last day of the month, this was the pivotal point, was this going to come together? I woke up uh, to a message to say that one of our team members, who's 36, she was 36 at the time, had had a double heart attack in the night. I mean, you really couldn't write this. I mean, this poor girl, thankfully, she's she's about to have a uh, heart transplant now. So we're a few years on. She's got a lovely little boy. And, um, and you know, our hearts were just with her. All we were thinking about is, let's please, please let her be okay. But we had to make a decision about whether we were going to carry on. Um, there was nothing more we could do other than send our love um, because Charlotte was in the hospital and being taken care of very well. And we carried on and we did actually reach our goal. So we did what we said that we would do. And I share that with you because as I'm recording this, we are gradually coming out of lockdown. And I know that all of us, including me, you know, we'll have some hesitations and lack of confidence where we're thinking oh my goodness I feel really brave in the house or in the the routine that I'm having you know that I'm doing at the moment but this is all going to change now I'm going to be going out into real life again and I'm going to be doing some of the things that I used to do and I'm not sure if I'm ready for that please please remember the story that I heard all those years ago that has helped me that when we have challenges, they're just to test us to see if we're ready to take the next steps. They are not there to stop us. They're never there to stop us. And I know that our life can be more fulfilled when we come out of lockdown. And you know that too. And it isn't going to be easy. There is There are going to be times where we are not so sure about what's going on or we don't think that we can do something or we may have travelled a lot in the past and we need to start travelling again. But actually, we've lost a bit of confidence doing that. All of those things are going to challenge us. But please remember they're there to make sure that we are ready to go to the next level. And we have to go to the next level. It doesn't have to be a big goal, but we have to carry on leading our life. So when you're thinking about your mental health and you're thinking, you know, my mental health has really dipped, it probably has. You're quite right. And mine will as well. But remember, we're building this virtual toolkit that we can dig into when we need it. And please put into your virtual toolkit the information I've just shared with you, that a challenge is to check that we are ready to test us, that we are ready to go to the next level. Put that in your virtual toolkit. Pull it out when you need it. Whatever your challenge at the time, just know it's the test. And we need to get past these tests. You know, we do not want to restrict our life. Whatever age you are now, we still have a huge life to lead. We have to believe that. And life will get better. There's so many lovely things that we used to do 
that we haven't done for a while and it'll be super to get back to those but we can only do that if we accept the challenge and we say okay I'm ready for this yes it's scary yes my heart is beating bearing in mind that we have the same emotional response when we're feeling fear to when we're feeling excitement so let's just change the I'm feeling scared to I'm excited I learned that actually with Mel Robbins she always changes it as like are you frightened no I'm excited I'm really excited oh I'm excited sometimes I have to say it a lot of times just to remind myself I am excited but it does work it does change your mindset that's another thing to put into our virtual toolkit so mine is uh, there's definitely some things in my virtual toolkit that have helped me over the years that I can pull out and think okay I'm going to use this one now and just trust that it will work because it will work for you and we can get through this we can come out of lockdown wiser stronger and with a lot more knowledge and a, a virtual toolkit full of tips that are going to help us that we probably didn't have before we went into lockdown so just know that we're all growing and we're going to do that together I hope this has been useful to you I've really enjoyed confessing all of my crazy crazy things that have held me back over the years and now you know so it's no secret I can't pretend it's not there anymore and in a way just the fact that you know makes it so much easier to live with so I wish you all the most marvellous week ahead and I look forward to catching up with you all in episode 12 next time, next week. If you've enjoyed this, please jump onto um, Apple iTunes and give me a leave a five star review that really will help us to share this message. And if you've enjoyed it and it's helped you, please share it with others because that's how we spread the word and, and we help to support each other. And we know that mental health is part of who we are and uh, it does not have to be a life sentence for us. It will fluctuate, but let's dig into that virtual toolkit, pull out something that's going to help us at the time and keep moving forward. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.